happy, happy new year to each and every single one of you. I am excited to be stepping into 2020. Welcome back to Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. My name is Moyatu Banyakista, and I am your host. I had a really amazing holiday season, and I really pray that each and every single one of you did or had some variation of it. I know that the holidays can be really hard, and to be really honest, this has been one of the few holidays where I've really felt the holiday spirit and just like really taking the time to seek the face of God and really prepare for the next year, which is now 2020. So really, I have no complaints. God has been so faithful. God has been so good. And I'm so thankful. I'm so happy to be back. I'm happy to have the opportunity to talk with you all today and really share what God has been laying on my heart in this new season um, for this month. So Today we're going to be talking about divine vision, divine vision. And I know it's the beginning of the year and I know there there are a lot of spaces where you'll hear things about, you know, getting your goals ready, smashing those goals this year, making sure you're planning, making sure you're doing those vision boards and things like that. And I think that's all good and all, but as you all know, This podcast is really from a faith-based lens. I'm a Christian and a woman of faith, and Jesus Christ is really at the center of everything that I do. And so what's really important for me and I found in my spiritual walk is to ensure that my vision and my goals are truly not my own, and they are really orchestrated by God. And so as I was preparing for this season and really seeking God and asking him, you know, what are, what are some of the things that you want me to share with people in my community, who wh- whether they have businesses or whether they have organizations? What are some things that they can take away, you know, really from this faith-based perspective on vision? And the Lord dropped this on my spirit, divine vision. And so I think in the world, what happens is we focus so much on ourselves and like everything is so self-driven and me, me, me and self-care and which is all great and all. Um, I think it's important to take care of yourself. I think it's important to prioritize things in your life. But what's most important, I believe, is ensuring that God is at the center and God is leading everything that I do. Um, And so one of my mentors has this uh, phrase. I don't know if it's hers or it's something that's been floating around. It's the idea of a Godpreneur. And so as a Godpreneur, you're really guided by God, right? And so, you know, I think I'm speaking now just more so about the importance of realizing that the world has its own principles of how it does business and how it does organizational work and how it does creativity and things like that. But what's really important for me is to ensure that God is leading everything that I do. And so that concept of divine vision really came um, to my spirit because of this inquiry. I've been asking God, what can I do to please you more? What am I not doing? What am I doing that is not in alignment with what you've said that I should be doing? And so 
I'm beginning to understand that, in fact, my vision does not belong to me and that it truly belongs to God. It's God's vision for my life. It's not my vision, right? And so even that perspective shift is very critical and has been a mind changer for me and a game changer for me, right? It's the fact that the vision belongs to God and he entrusts me as the vessel to implement the vision, protect the vision, nourish the vision, and ensure that it is imparted in the world to bless others, right? So that's the first thing is that when we're speaking of divine vision, it is a vision that is orchestrated by God and not us. There is a higher power that is ensuring that this thing comes to pass, that business comes to pass, that organization comes to pass, you know, whatever it is, that it's orchestrated by God, right? So even in Habakkuk, which is a a verse in the Bible, chapter two, that talks about writing the vision, writing the revelation, there is a certain revelation that has to come before it is written down, right? So God has to release the vision first to the vision carrier in order for it to be written down, right? So sometimes, you know, what I've been seeing, and I'm also like in the past definitely guilty of this, um, is that, you know, we glorify this idea of the vision. So through creative outlets, like doing vision boards and things like that. And sometimes we don't take the time to really say, you know, God, what is your vision for this year? And then take the step towards the vision board. So God has really been speaking to me in this season to connect back with him and ensure that whatever it is that comes out is his. Right. And so why is that important? It's important because, you know, everything has to glorify God. You know, everything we are here on earth for is to glorify God within us. One of my favorite um, Bible verses that has really been on my spirit this season um, is Matthew 6, chapter 33. You know, and it talks about just why it's important for our light to shine. And the light can only shine when you allow God to be the light within your spirit and within you as a person. The same thing speaks for the vision, right? The vision is a manifestation of God's dream for our life. So as the vision begins to play out to the world, the world would see it and go, wow, that's amazing what this person is doing, but you know it is not you. You are just executing it. You are the vision carrier. And God needs you as the human being, in a sense, to bring it to pass. But ultimately, God is the one behind the scenes pushing it, right? So let's talk about, like, what is divine vision, right? I'm going to give some tips on what what divine vision is. The first is, you know it's a divine vision because it feels bigger than you. It feels bigger than what you can carry, A divine vision is not something that can be put in a box. It's not something that can be constrained. It's not something that can be easily manipulated, right? So it is always going to feel bigger than you. So for those of you who, you know, sometimes have these ginormous things that you're dreaming about, you know, those of you who are plugged into your faith and things like that, and you find yourself, you know, you got to ask yourself, like, 
you know, really seek God's face and say, God, is this you speaking? Right. And so divine visions are visions that are, you know, ginormous. They don't fit in boxes. They are God's vision. So they don't make sense to the world. They, they are strategic. They are, you know, timeless. Right. So that's, that's one way that you know that, okay, this is a divine vision that I'm carrying. Right. It's not something that you can do only in your natural strength. There is a higher power that has to give you strength to be able to execute that vision. And for us as Christians, that's the grace that God gives us, right? So the other thing about the divine vision is that it is so intricate because it is designed by God that it is, it's, a, it's a one-of-its-kind vision, right? It, it can't be copied. It can't be duplicated, um, no matter if somebody tried to duplicate a divine vision, it's almost impossible to do it because when God is the higher power giving the vision, it's his, it, 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 it's divinely orchestrated. It's his, it's perfect. It's, 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 um, it's like, you know, spiritually led, right? So there's no way it can be copied by man because it is a spiritual, God is a spirit, right? And so, it's being orchestrated directly from heaven. The, th- the third way you know that you are carrying a divine vision or to recognize a divine vision is that it only moves with the voice of God. It only moves with your spirit being connected to the spirit of God. It only moves with the voice of the Holy Spirit, right? So you only move when there's direction. You only move when there's instruction, Visions that are not divinely orchestrated, you can just come up with it on your own, in your own, just sitting around, coming up with things and things like that. That's different. But when you truly pray and you seek God's face and then God begins to drop things on your spirit, pay attention because that is a divine vision that is coming to pass and that is being released to you. And that means that God trusts you because you all have this relationship, right? The other thing to watch out for when you know you're carrying a divine vision is it withstands every season. It withstands every season. I don't care how tough things get for you. I don't care how tough things get when you're, let's say, the vision finally comes to pass, whether you're setting up an organization, whether you're setting up a business, whether it's a marriage, whether it's whatever it is, no matter how tough the season is, it withstands it. It doesn't fold. It doesn't break. It doesn't, no matter how much the wind blows, it may shake, but the foundation is strong because the foundation is God, right? The other thing is that you're not shaken by external forces when you're carrying a divine vision. What what do I mean by that? There may be times when, you know, people may say things that may want to invoke fear or anxiety or, you know, sadness about maybe a particular decision that you were led to make, et cetera. When you're carrying a divine vision, you don't have to worry about those things because ultimately you have the strength of God within you, which is the spirit of God, right? The last but not least is how you know you're carrying a divine vision is you are constantly reminded of it when you seek the face of God. You ever think of like times when something has been released to you and it's like years later and maybe it hasn't, it's not the time yet for that vision to come to pass and we'll get to that, um, And all of a sudden you're reminded of it. You know, maybe you feed your spirit reading the word of God or you feed your spirit connecting to the father or you feed your spirit talking to another, you know, believer. 
And all of a sudden, you're reminded of this vision. That's how you know it's a divine vision that God gave it to you. So it's like he's reminding you of it, that I'm here and I'm going to help you to make that thing come to pass, no matter what season it is, right? Because I think sometimes we think that because a vision comes, it should get executed within that season, and that's not always the case. And we'll get to that. The next thing I want to talk about is, you know, just some things to keep in mind when you have a divine vision. The first is people talk. What do I mean by people talk? Don't allow anyone to talk you out of your vision, okay? There, not just talk you out of your vision, but don't allow anybody to water your vision down. There's so many times the enemy will use people closest to you to tell you something that may not work out. I remember specifically there was a season in one of my organizations where, you know, there was a specific entity that was setting up, um, you know, an organization that served a similar population and things like that. And, and, you know, some of the individuals like who were setting things up were very high profile and, you know, things like that. And there was a lot of noise around these particular individuals and things like that um, in the region. And somebody who's really close to me, a sister friend, called me and said, hey, you know, I found out about this person implementing this organization in this place, da 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 What are you going to do now? <laughs> and I just was like, first I was shocked, but then I realized, oh, wow, this is definitely a distraction And the enemy is trying to use somebody to distract me and to discourage my spirit from doing what God has called me to do. And this was like five years in, I think, at the time um, for that organization. So I remember for two seconds, then the spirit of God spoke to me and said, ignore. And I was so happy because it could have been something else. I could have been afraid. I could have gotten anxiety, but I just decided not to allow it to get into my spirit. I might have, I think I talked to like one or two really close confidants about it and just said, hey, like, can you imagine this and this and the person? And the same people just said, just ignore it. And at that time, the spirit of God had already spoken to me to ignore. So like really don't allow the wrong voices to speak into your vision. The next thing is you must protect your vision. Be careful who you let around your vision, and most importantly, what voices. So it's not just about the voices that you allow, but you also have to protect the vision. There are times when the vision is in incubation, right? It hasn't even come to pass yet, and there are times when it's coming to pass, like you're actually implementing it now and things like that. Be careful who you let around you. There may be people who are really just trying to plant seeds of doubt, seeds of anxiety, seeds of fear. You sure you want to launch that business? You sure you want to take this next step with this person? You sure you want to have these kids at this time? You sure you can afford to do this, that, and the third? So long as God has given you his vision, don't worry about any other voice that comes. Because believe it or not, the moment the vision is released, there are a series of distractions that will come along. And you have to be ready to stand to really avoid that and really stay focused, right? The third thing is do not rush to implement the vision. So here's the thing. Just because God reveals a vision to you does not mean that it is time to implement that vision in that season. Sometimes the vision has to lay dormant a bit. Sometimes the vision has to be hidden. Sometimes the vision has to to take root. Perhaps God may speak to you about writing a book, but he never said go and publish it. He never said go and look for publishers. He just said write the book. So that's what you do in that season. So it's really important not to rush your vision, 
Let God lead it. Don't rush the implementation. And when you're implementing, don't go ahead of God. Let God lead the vision, right? Ecclesiastes chapter three talks about the importance of seasons. God is a God of season. He's a God of order. He's a God of time. So he moves in that way. He moves in that way in every area of our life. So here's how you execute divine vision. Number one, when God gives you the vision, write it down and pray on it until he is ready to release you. I think what happens a lot of times in the world, we write the vision, we always go, we, we do the opposite. We write the vision before seeking God. Always seek God before you write the vision down. I don't care if you're doing a vision board. I don't care if you're doing a strategic plan. Whatever it is you're doing, make sure the things that you put on that board, the magazine cutouts you cut out, make sure it's God that dropped them in your spirit. Because what ends up happening when your vision is not divinely orchestrated, it can only go but so far. It can only give you but so much contentment. It can only do but so much for people. God's vision is the ultimate vision for our lives. The next thing is when you're executing, how to execute, you allow God to order every step that you take. And the way that you do that is to develop an intimate relationship with God. It's like developing an intimate relationship with a friend, right? You spend time with God. You pray. You have conversations with God. You spend quiet time. Take a retreat. Go away. Do things to make sure that you have a very close, you can hear God clearly. That you can hear the spirit of God clearly in the things that you're doing. So that the more you connect to God, the easier it is to hear from him and the easier your steps will become. Right? The Bible talks about this. That we make our plans, but God ultimately orders our steps. The plans are still God's plans. He just tells you to now write it down. Right? The next thing is one of the ways I've also done this is, like I said, by spending time just talking to God one-on-one and listening to God. So the third thing is like, listen to God. It's one thing to talk to God, but it's another thing to listen. How many times are you in a conversation and you're talking and the other person is telling you something and you're not even hearing what they're saying? Sometimes we miss the voice of God when we want a certain vision for our lives that is not aligned to what God is telling you to do, which is why we have to go to God as an open slate and just let him pour into us what he wants us to do. Because what God wants us to do, it's always far better than what we could ever want for ourselves, right? The next thing is once God begins to speak about how to implement the vision, it is important to follow it to the T. Obedience, obedience, obedience. Don't do halfness obedience. If God tells you, I want you to go to Nigeria to so-and-so village and talk to 10 children, that's exactly what God wants you to do. Right. If we think of in the Bible, I believe it was Elijah where he was at the brook and the brook was about to dry up. Right. And, and the Lord said, you have to pick up your things and go. And God gave him a specific instruction. And God is a God of order. He's a God of instruction. He won't tell you everything you need to do, but he'll tell you what you need to do to get from point A to point B. And that's what trusting God is about, right? So when you're a vision carrier of God's vision, 
He gives you step by step, but you have to follow it to the T. You have to be obedient. The more obedient you are, the stronger your relationship, the more God can trust you with the vision. So remember to be obedient to everything he tells you to do. So those are the things that I wanted to share as far as how to execute the vision, divine vision. The third part of this is how to ensure your your execution is pleasing to God. So I want to share a little bit about just my experiences that I've had with people in the past, right? So there's been several times with the work that I do with girls and with women, you know, this is, this is work God has called me to do, right? God has called me to help women and girls unleash their purposes, and unleash their destinies. And so it is always about that for me. I don't care if it's an organization God calls me to do or a business he calls me to set up or a podcast he tells me to bring or a campaign he drops in my spirit to lead. Whatever it is, the ultimate vision, God vision, is ensuring that women and girls ultimately get the support that they need to fulfill their purpose. So there are times when I'll meet colleagues and they always wonder, you know, how do you get to do all of this? You know, and there was a time in my career where people would ask me things and they would say, you know, like, how are you able to do all this? How are you able to start up, you know, your organization? How are you able to travel to all these places? How do you get to do workshops with young people in Rwanda and women and, you know, all types of things that God has called me to do? And at the earliest stage in my walk with God, when I was still kind of, and I'm still growing but when I was like a baby, 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 and I still am a baby in my walk, I, I would always say, oh, I went to Columbia University. You know, I start listing out all these. And I'm not sharing that I went to Columbia University on this podcast to say I went to Columbia. I'm sharing it because I want you to understand how much I relied on my own self to glorify the things that I thought I was doing to contribute to my successes, right? So even to the point where even my profile... Um, what I would talk about was very much so centered on like my own doing. And then one day the spirit of God spoke to me and said, who helped you get all of that? And I remember clear God said to me, every time somebody asks you, how do you do that? How are you able to do all of this? Where do you get the strength to do all of this? Where do you get the time to do all of this? You have to always give me the glory. That changed my whole life. Because for so long, I would always just say, oh, I went to Columbia. Then I I have X amount of years of this and that and the third. And then the Lord is like, no, I opened the doors for you. I gave you the vision. I gave you the insight. I gave you the instruction. So I get the glory. And as Christians, as a Christian woman, that's a big part of my walk is to always give the glory back to my father. Right. And so that has tremendously changed the way I do life. I do things. 
and the way I interact with people. And so there's several times, if whether it's an interview that I've had or, you know, recently, um, I forgot to mention this, I was featured on um, Guardian Nigeria on, on a platform. And it was by my sisters at Leading Ladies Africa. They featured me on Leading Ladies Africa early on last year. And then they uh, shared my story with Guardian Nigeria. And Guardian Nigeria was gracious enough to, to, to accept it, which was such a blessing because my prayer is that any time God leads me to share my story, that it blesses other women and girls, right? And so I remember them asking me in the interview, you know, what has been like the thing that really helps me ground myself and and really stay focused? And I said, you know, I'm a follower of Jesus Christ and God really is at the center of everything that I do. Uh, just to summarize, a uh, paraphrase. So that's a big part of what I do. And for me, it's always about pleasing God, you know, and that has really, really shaped everything that I do. And it has truly shaped everything. So I want to talk about how do you ensure that you're executing what God is calling you to do and that what God's vision is for your life is still pleasing to God. Because believe it or not, there are many people who God gives a vision and then they allow different things, some of the things that I talked about, the precautions that I gave to really impact the flow of the vision. And when it does happen, you stray away from God and the vision is no longer, the vision becomes contaminated in a sense, right? And there might be some people who are listening to this and are wondering like, what does all of this mean? And just follow along and like take in and come with an open, an open heart. And if you, if you're led to read some of these Bible verses that I'm sure as I'm going along, but this is what God has called me to do um, for this podcast. But what I want to really say is like, really ensure that it's one thing to get the vision, And it's another thing to maintain it. The only way you can maintain a God-ordained divine vision is to stay connected to the source. The only way you can maintain a God-ordained divine vision is to not be a people pleaser. You cannot be a people pleaser and be a God pleaser as well. You have to be 100% sold out to the divine vision that God has given you. So this sometimes means saying no to things that don't align to what God wants you to do. This means saying no to certain relationships of people that may want to partner with you and connect to you. This means staying very close to God because the moment you miss the voice of God, he steps away and he waits for you to come back and say, I messed up. I need you to help me fix this. And this has actually happened in my walk, right? Like, There's been times when I've just gotten too excited and brought people on board who were not people who God wanted um, close to the vision, and it costed me a lot. It costed me a lot where I had to go back to the drawing board and ask for forgiveness, ask for mercy, and ask for God to redirect. And there's seasons where God hasn't spoken for months, waiting, being patient until he speaks. So I'll tell you guys that story another day, but let's keep going. So how to ensure your execution is pleasing to God. The execution of the the divine vision is pleasing to God. One, it is sustainable through all seasons and it yields fruit. There's a Bible verse that talks about the fact that, you know, you shall be like a tree planted by streams of water 
which yields its fruit in season and does and whose leaf does not wither whatever they do prospers that means that I don't care what's going on in the world I don't care if there's a recession I don't care if you know whatever division doesn't get touched you don't get impacted by it why because God is behind it because it's God's vision and God's vision will always stand the test of time so that's the first thing the second is that no matter how tired you are, you always get this supernatural strength to keep going. There's always that voice that tells you to keep going. Whether it's through you that it comes, whether it's through another close person to you that God will use to speak to you, whether it's through a miracle that God does to say, keep going, I'm here, I haven't forgotten about you. There's so many times when I get really down about certain things with a vision that God has given me. And then all of a sudden, boom, like something will come in. I remember there was a time when we were fundraising and doing things and we just weren't raising any resources. And I was working really hard and going to different partners and trying to, and nothing was coming back. And I remember being so down, you know, and the Lord just kept telling me, just trust me, just trust me, just trust me. And then, you know, there came a season where God was just which is literally out of nowhere, somebody would say, hey, I want to donate this amount to your organization. Hey, I want to give, and it would just bless the, the girls or, you know, the women, that we, whatever it is, to, for them to be able to do what, you know, the program is supposed to do for their lives. So I've seen this divine strength, and there's days when I'm exhausted, I'm tired, and the Lord said, just keep going. My grace is sufficient for you, right? So I'm never the source for this strength. God is my source. So long as God is your source, you will always get grace to do what he has called you to do. The third is your, your, your vision brings others along. Your vision brings others along. Your vision blesses others. Um, because the vision is not yours, the vision is really there to bless others. Whether it's in the form of you creating jobs for people, whether it's in the form of empowering people to become their best selves, whether it's in the form of creating spaces for people to thrive and, and support each other, whatever it is, that vision is beyond you. So there are things that you don't even imagine that the vision will do, and it will do it. There's some things you will never know. There's some, there's some families that um, the co-founded organization that I founded has blessed that I will never know how much I don't know. It's like, I don't even know some of the things God has called me to do. There are people who are blessed in ways. I have no idea. It's like, let God do his thing, right? Cause it's not about me. Get out of the way and let God implement his vision. Right? So the other thing is that your vision produces other visions, right? Um, a similar verse to the first verse I read is from Jeremiah 17, 8. It says, they will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. It leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. You being the vision carrier, not only do you bear fruit by helping people, by maybe you're helping people to, to, to develop their lives, create jobs for people, help people to be empowered, to live better, whatever it is. They then also are impregnated with um, visions, right? So then <clears throat> you see the magnitude of what it means to have a divine vision, that it's actually beyond you, and it almost creates like a multiplier effect. The, the minute you say yes to, to God impregnating you with the vision, you say yes for so many other people who are waiting. So many other destinies are waiting for you to say yes to your God-ordained vision, 
And the last but not least way you can you, you ensure that you're pleasing God is that you remain in humility. You remain in humility. You never take credit for the vision like it is yours because it is not yours. And this is the difference between um, people of faith, uh, Christians, believers, versus people who are not necessarily of faith. Like, you'll hear people boasting about things and, you know, bless them. You know, that's just not what I do, right? Um, it's about giving glory back to God. And it's about making sure that God is pleased at the end of the day. God is really my boss. Um, God is my partner. God is my business partner. So, so long as he's pleased, I'm pleased. So long as God says, well done, I'm good. I don't need anybody else to say well done to me. I don't need to please anybody else. I just need to please the God that I serve. And so with that, you are always in a state of humility, Right. And because we know that there is a divine architect behind the scenes. So I hope this is helpful for you as you begin to think through what 2020 looks like for you. Really think, God, is this your vision for my life or is this a vision that I want to come to pass? Because believe it or not, God's vision for your life will always surpass time. It will always stand and it will always go out to fulfill what God has said. It will fulfill, right? And so there, there is a, a scripture that I wanted to leave with you all that I think will be a blessing to you as you really think about, you know, this year. And it is in Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11, and it says, For just as the rain and the snow fall from heaven and do not return without watering the earth, making it bud and sprout, and providing seed to sow and food to eat. So my word that proceeds from my mouth will not return to me empty, but it will accomplish what I please, and it will prosper where I send it. God, divine visions always prosper. They always prosper. Whenever you see a vision prospering, ask God, is this you? Because sometimes it's not God. There's other things, there's other Things at play that are not of God. But God visions, when you are in tune with the Spirit, you always know when it's God at work. And so this is God's promise for us in 2020, that anything that he speaks over our lives, that any vision that comes to pass over our lives will never return back to God void. That means that if God says that you're going to build, a, a, let's just say, um, an ice cream truck business that also creates ice cream to feed you know, X amount of people with ice cream and then proceeds of it go to villages across the world to help children in need, whatever, that's going to happen. When it's going to happen, how it's going to happen, I don't know. But so long as it comes from the throne of God, it will come to pass. So I just wanted to leave you all with that today. Welcome back. I'm so excited for this um, new season that we're in and what God is about to do in each of your lives. May God bless you. I hope that you have an amazing 2020. Of course, you'll be hearing from me soon. I pray that every vision that God has blessed you with, that you will hold it and that it will come to pass. I pray that God will bring the right people around you to ensure that what he has said in your life will come to pass. Again, this is Moyatu Banya Kista. You are listening to Tea and Pepper Soup, the podcast. Goodbye and be blessed.